Jay Pizzy, Mosier on the beat. Look at my team, eh? Look at the ring, whoa. See what I mean, eh? You see what I mean? Look at my team, look at the ring, everything. This is a dream, all but a dream. This ain't a dream, I am a fiend, a fiend for the cream, go. DTC and I beat these teams and it make me feel alright. Alright. DTC and I beat these teams and it make me feel alright. Alright. See, I calculate. Yeah, y'all just palpitate. Whoa, if you don't calculate, get it, get it, calculate. <laughs> Lady Justice is illustrious. I just love this. I can put this in this function and it turns up into something. And that something came from nothing. And I sold it for a button. Now I got this lovely lump sum. Guess I'll burn these bumps like buzzing bro. Welcome to the Dynasty Trade Calculator Podcast, a show dedicated to Dynasty fantasy football trades and player values, with your hosts, John Paul Hurley and Izzy Elkafas. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the DTC Podcast, your leader in Dynasty trades. I feel like if there's one thing that we could go ahead and say that we're the top in its dynasty trades right we can stake we can stake that claim i don't think it's it's been voted on maybe we should pull it yeah but you can't pull your own yeah you can that'd be you know yeah that's you can't ride your own pull that's taboo oh <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> you can but yeah there's yeah but there's rules against it right right um but anyway but yeah, I'm your... yeah, I, I think it's fine i think it's fine i think it's something to be proud of you know it's not something to brag about, but it's something to be proud of. Is that fair? So maybe, maybe like on a show about dynasty trades, it's okay to talk about. But like, if we're ever out in a bar and like there's an attractive lady, and I want to go up to her and say, "Hey, guess what? I am on a podcast that is the leader in dynasty trades. So can I have your number?" It probably yeah. wouldn't work very well. Probably not. And coincidentally, that's my best pickup line. I I have lost all of my game. But did the question is, did you have game? to lose it's a very good question yeah i mean do did the dad jokes do the dad jokes work in your pickup lines in your uh, heyday only for certain people okay only for certain people but but they did they did yes they did like slash moms? <laughs> they have to be <laughs> you're able to, to get like yeah. a lot of 45 year old women were just all <laughs> over you that's valid anyway i'm your host of the leader in dynasty trades John Paul Hurley on Twitter at FF Hercules. Talking was the Pharaoh of Fantasy Izzy Elkafoss on Twitter at DTC underscore Izzy E. Mm. I think you were considering a a handle change, weren't you? Yeah, what was it going to be? Izzy Hung. <laughs> yes, Izzy Hung. <laughs> Izzy Hung. Good question. And that's coincidentally your be- best pickup line. Yeah. Izzy. <laughs> and then you answer your own question. You say yes. Yeah, right. You say, yeah, I think so. I think so. I think so. You if, know, uh, it was going to be the pole dance. I mean, because I do so many polls on Twitter, it's going to be the pole dancer. But I, like I do the- like that. I do like that. Speaking of pole dancer, perfect segue. That is actually our first little kind of like icebreaker slash game to get our, our minds warmed up and something fun for you to play along with while you're listening as well. We tweeted out a series of polls just now, and we're not looking at the results. And we're going to try to guess to see which poll, like which side is going to win basically on the poll. Whoever gets the most correct answers will be the winner this week. So between you and I, you just have to go and, off of memory what you tweeted out. Yeah. And try to guess the percentages too. Oh, I like that as the tiebreaker because we both pick mm-hmm. the same side. The percentages mm-hmm. could win the mm-hmm, tiebreaker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And are we going to do the whole thing where we write them down so that way we don't let the other persons? No, let's just no. alternate. I'll go yeah, first yeah. on the first one. You go first on the second. There you go. Sure. sure. Um, so you've got like four polls. I've got one poll. Okay. Um, so let's get started here. I, I will That's let all, you... that that would be a great pickup line. Let's get started. I I have four polls. Look at my poll. No, I have four. I mean, I have four polls. Yeah, I mean, how how can you beat that? I do like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I will let you take the lead since you tweeted the okay. polls out, and then we all will right. um reveal them. Um, first poll. We'll start right at the top. It's Kyle Pitts v. Justin Jefferson. And I think it's important to note that we were having a debate on where Kyle Pitts lands in tight end premium, right? Tight end premium. It wasn't necessarily a debate. It was more of a, what do you think the community, because it's a discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Our calculator has 
Kyle Pitts and Justin Jefferson neck and neck and tight end premium with Kyle Pitts with the slight edge. So we were more like, seems interesting. I wonder if Kyle Pitts still has that. Because when Kyle Pitts went for his, you know, back-to-back big games, he did spike up. But has he held on to that? What do you think? We're going to find out. So the first one is uh, Kyle Pitts versus Justin Jefferson. In tight end premium. In tight end premium. I'm going to say that Justin Jefferson has done more than enough to reacquire or maybe acquire that top spot. So I'm Mm going to say Justin Jefferson. And I have to pick a percentage. I'm going to go 60-40. Good guess. I'm gonna say, can I? Can do I? If I pick your side, does this mean that I have to go prices right on you and say six? No, it's uh, it's just closest to the pin, right? But if, but I can go sixty-one and then I get everything sure. above that. Yeah, yeah. and All if right. it's lower, you lose. If it's higher, you win. Yeah, whatever you so, want. One dollar, Bob. The more I think about this, so we know Jonathan Taylor is the one by a long shot. So he mm-hmm. is the consensus one one right now for good reason. Beast. Um, by the way, ever since we had our Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris conversation about five weeks ago or six weeks ago, different directions. Yeah, Najee's kind of stayed the same, you know, and Jonathan Taylor just, just started going off. Well, and I, th- I think Najee stayed similar, but I think he's gone down some maybe like yeah, at least in the eyes bit. of owners. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. So, before the show, I was pretty confident that Pitts was still the 102, but I think he struggled the last few weeks to put up anything decent, and Justin Jefferson just came off a few solid weeks, especially not this past week, but the week before. Mm-hmm. He had a really good game. So I'm going to say just recency bias. I'm going to say 61% for Justin Jefferson. Oh, you little devil. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, let's see uh, the next one. Or do you want me to go? I don't want to do survey says on each one right away. Yeah, I can't because if I do that, then I'm going to see the results of the other ones. Really? Okay. Because uh, I, uh, I did them in succession. So, so let's, let's do them all, all yours and then we'll finish with just the one that I tweeted out. Okay. And, and write down our answers and then we'll go back and give the a recap and then a, a um, what do you call it? A reveal. Okay. So Pitts versus JJ. Mm-hmm. Early JJ sixty forty. Yep. Izzy JJ sixty one. Ah. Okay. Next one. So the next one we did was Kyle Pitts versus Jamar Chase. I'll go first since you went first on the last one. Fair. Yes. I'm going to say it's Kyle Pitts at. 63 percent to 37 okay so we might have our first different so i think it's going to be jamar chase the problem is jamar chase has fallen off a bit he's become less efficient than he was to start Uh, i think i saw a tweet by a friend of mine Mm. uh, at dtc underscore izzy showing uh Mm -hmm. highlighting jamar chase's efficiency Mm -hmm. and i agree with that i do like the volume slightly but um pitt's coming off an abysmal game right and I think that one yep. stings. So I think the recency bias is going to be out. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go Jamar Chase, and it's going to be really close to 50-50. So I'll say like 51% for Jamar Chase. Oh, okay. And then the next one we got was, uh, uh, I've got the rankings pulled up on the DTC website. Is it Pitts versus CeeDee Lamb? Yes. Pitts so versus CeeDee Lamb. Hmm, I prefer CeeDee Lamb here. Um, but CeeDee Lamb coming off concussion, missing a game, is inactive. I think even with Pitts as bad, he was kind of in the pits. I'm going to say Pitts is going to take this one, and I got to choose a percentage that's going to make make it tough for you. So I'm going to say like 69. <laughs> 69? Yeah. All right. I was going to say 65, so I'll just take 68 in favor of Kyle Pitts. All right. That was a that was a grunk. That was a grunk guess, Hurley. And nice you're job. gonna go last for the final poll. Yeah. The last one on my list is Kyle Pitts in tight end premium versus Najee Harris. All right, who do you got? 
I'm going to say it's Kyle Pitts, 66%. Man, Najee gets that volume. Mm-hmm. So are you going? What are we I'm going to go. Here? I'm going to go Pitts 65, just okay. just to play. It yeah, you get every. Yeah, and you get everything under that. Okay. Yeah. Great. So do you want I me like to do that. the reveal, or do you want to let it cook a little bit while you do yours? Then we'll do a recap. We'll we'll do all the polls, and then we'll go back through them all. Okay. So this is the final one. Okay. And it's a. It's a slightly less about football than yours. Okay. In Dynasty. What is best to eat with chili? Fritos, cornbread, crackers, or other? This is going to be, this might be our tiebreaker for each of these. What is okay. best to eat with chili? So chili's ass. You're an idiot. Know. Thank you. Um, but you got to figure out what people would pick. Fritos, cornbread, crackers or other God. and it's kind of meant not not for toppings obviously like cheese sour cream all those things are are obvious those are toppings but what is best to eat with chili so here's the thing other is an interesting answer because i feel like there's a lot of disgusting people that will come up with disgusting ideas and that will be their favorite that is a factor for sure and I think some people could mistake it for top, like, you know, cheese, sour yeah, cream, right, right, scallions, right. like whatever you put on your chili. This is hard. I'm going to say, I'm going to say other because of that. But I don't know chili. Like, I don't know. I don't know chili. I've never had chili with Fritos. I've never had chili with cornbread. I've that's had why chili you think with... chili's ass because you're not doing it right. No, it's garbage. Um, yeah, I'm going to say other. And then you got to pick a percentage. It's tough. I'm going to say other wins 32%. I, I'll say, so you got 32. It's, it's Fritos by a long shot for me, but the game is to wow. try to pick like what I think the general population will say. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to play it more safe. I'm going to still say Fritos, but I'm going to dial it down to 29%. Wow. So it's, it's neck and neck with all of them. Yeah, just because I think I'm going to leave room for other, you know, some 20s here, 20s there. And like I said, I'm dialing it down. I, I think what I think it, it should be is well into the 30s, maybe like maybe even 40. I would top out at 40. Yeah, I would, my, I would select other and then garbage. Okay. All right, here we go. The reveal. I'm looking at the preliminary result for the chili thing, so I'm going to hold off until you've read through yours. Okay. But let's go back through. I will I will read our guesses, and then you'll read the results, okay? Okay. So the first one was Kyle Pitts versus Justin Jefferson. I went first, and I went 60% for Justin Jefferson. You went second, and you went 61% for Justin Jefferson. What is the result? Okay. For some reason, this one actually got the fewest of the votes. By a long shot. So let's let's come back to that. I retweeted it just to bump it. Oh, I told um, you to retweet it. Yeah, I retweet. No, I retweeted for my own thing. So let's start with let's go backwards. Start with Pitts Naji. I think did you go first on that one? I think I did. I can't remember. I think I did. So I picked Pitts at sixty five percent. I tried to choose a no, that was a different one, but and you went with Pitts at sixty six percent. So you have Pitts above sixty five. Pits above 65 through 116 votes. Would we deem that enough? I would. Good enough. 116 is plenty. Yep. Uh, it is Kyle Pitts, 63%. Yeah. Oh, no. Is that bad for me? No, you win because I had 66. Yeah. <laughs> well oh, done. That's well a pretty done. good guess for a percentage, too. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. Okay. I'm going to highlight not me for that one. Bad. Okay. Next one was Kyle Pitts versus CD Lamb. This is the one I know I went first. So I actually, I strategically went under you on Najee because I thought it'd be lower. So that was a good guess. I went first in this one and I tried to choose a percentage that you would have, would struggle with. So I went Kyle Pitts over CD Lamb, 69%. And you went with the under Kyle Pitts, 68%. Huge upset. CD Lamb. Lamb actually won this one at 58%. And you get it because you had all of the under. Yeah. And he, he had, that one has 89 votes 
So I'd like it to be at 100. We could circle back on that, but that's where it stands right now. Uh, and the next one was Kyle Pitts versus Jamar Chase. Yep. And you went first, and you had Kyle Pitts with 63%. And rather than playing it safe, I went with my gut and said Jamar Chase 51%. So I have everything Jamar Chase, basically. Uh, Jamar Chase won 72% to 28%. Wow. Mm-hmm. I think, I think uh, yeah, you were... You were a little high on pits. Maybe people aren't realizing I, it's non-Titan premium. Yeah, I, I think, I don't know. I don't know if it's a, people aren't, I feel like that's a big differential between pits and chase for Titan premium. I think it's definitely wrong. There should be a lot closer than that. So that kind of ruins my, oh, wow, this is going to be good because the chili question is going to be the tiebreaker. That It almost guarantees that Justin Jefferson is going to be 61% or more against Correct. Kyle Pitts. Correct. It's like that 70s. One, that one is 77% right now, but it's only got 53 votes. That's but fine. it's safe to say that it's going to be Justin Jefferson pretty comfortably. Yep. So that leaves it two to two. Oh my gosh. So our chili question has become the tiebreaker. I'm pulling it up. No, you Some won. Some people are saying you won, cheese. No, no, you won the... Did I win the Jefferson one? You I won... I did win the Jefferson one. Yep, you won the Jefferson one because you had everything over 60. Um, I won the Chase one, you won the C.D. Lamb one, and then I won the Najee Harris one. And then we're down to the chili question. So I will say I've got the results. 51 votes is pretty good for a chili question. Oh, we need more than that. I say it's we retweet good, this. I say we retweet this. And I come already back retweeted it like when you started covering them. This is good. This is good. Trust me. Okay. I will, as a spoiler alert here, I will say Fritos does have 29% of the vote, which is what I said they would have. I said Fritos would win with 29%. You chose other with 32%. What is best to have with chili? But Fritos was not the winner. The winner was Cornbread at 43.1%, which is why I'm not worried about more votes because that's a a pretty big gap. It is a big gap. Which is uh, another is one of my cornbread pickup Cornbread a, a very popular thing to eat? Somebody answered cinnamon rolls. Yeah, well, you, look who, who answered that. Fair enough. <laughs> Renshaw, Fantasy, Renshaw Fantasy from Dynasty Dad's podcast chose cinnamon rolls. Delicious. Mm. Is that even a thing? No. He's just, okay, I didn't know if that was a, I don't know. 100% not a thing. Yeah, satire. Okay. But I, yeah, I, wow, corn, cornbread in kind of a landslide. Wow. Crackers took down 17.6% of the vote. Easy. And then something else or other. Uh, just jumped jump to double digits, 10.1 now. So at least you were on the board, but you happened to choose the last place one. <sighs> nice Disappointing. job. I'm disappointed. But I think that gives me the win, right? That gives you the win. Makes me sick. Fritos. 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 Hey! Another dub. Another dub. dub. Well Thank done. Congratulations. All right. And I put it in our chat, so we have... Uh, I might actually get this engraved on a plaque or something. Yes. I'm going to call up Trophy Smack and get it engraved on a plaque. <laughs> there you have it. That's our fun little icebreaker game to start the podcast. Now we're going to go through kind of a player news dynasty strategy hybrid segment to to kind of close off the podcast. Not close off, but like for the, the meat and potatoes of it, the chili of it. We got to talk about injuries, man. Yes. If there was a, if there was a week... I feel like there's already been a ton of injuries, and this just added another several logs to the fire. For, for lack of a better phrase, it added insult to injury on an already injury-riddled season. This is bad. Very I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. So, so let, let's just go down the line here to start. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you for your takes on each one of these players. I, I slightly altered their names to kind of fit their basically their current trends on what they're doing, getting injured a lot. So the first one is AJ Down. Nice. So AJ AJ is always down. This is kind of becoming a theme for him now. We've talked about him on previous weeks, but maybe just give us a quick take on, on what you should do with this guy. Can we enter crickets? <whistles> yeah. 
It's hard because, you know, I love me some A.J. Brown. From a talent perspective, he's among the best for me. Um, but there's far too many injuries. So I, I have to be fair, you know, because I'm, I ridicule a lot of players. Not, not ridicule a lot of players. I ridicule dynasty owners that don't adjust to players that continually get hurt. Like, this is an issue. Um, so now we're going looking at AJ Brown and it's every season it's something. So, and it's like just random injuries. It's not like he has a specific outside of his hammy. I think he's injured a few times, but he's constantly getting like just random stuff. And I am a little, a little frustrated by it. I think you still buy him because there's an opportunity to get him off of a team that's more of a contender for cheap because he's a likely a big piece of that person's run. Yeah, he might be the best player on their team in some cases. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you're a contender. I don't know if you're a contender. I mean, everybody else is player. injured, so yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, last year, his bone bruise, uh, a knee bruise kept him out for four games. He missed four games, I believe. I think it's actual total of four games. Um, and then this year now, he had a knee injury in the preseason. He strained his knee. Um, and then he strained his hammy in week three. And then now he's got the rib deal. McRib. He's got the McRib. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know if you could... When you look at the Justin Jeffersons and the CD Lambs and the Jamar Chases right now, and I'm really, I'm not bought in on the Jamar Chase as everybody else is. I, I we need I need to see more before I kind of crown him. But I think with AJ Brown, it might be very similar to what we saw out of Julio, where really think about it, he he missed two games last year. This year, he's played ten. Now he's set to miss three additional, so he'll probably miss about five. But it's the nagging, it's like the constantly getting banged up in games that makes you sour on. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I have to be fair, so I would take Justin Jefferson ahead of him. I would take C.D. Lamb ahead of him. But not Chase? No, I wouldn't take Chase ahead of him. I would. I don't need to see more. Did you? By the way, when you said you need to see more, is it is it Elijah more? You need to see Elijah more before you can decide what you want to do with Jamar Chase. No butts. Oh, that makes sense. Yep. See more butts. Um. But I, I can't. I still have him. He went. For, he was at one for me. Preseason. He's at one for me about five weeks into the season. He is now number three for me and he's dropping he's on he's on watch he's officially on watch jamar chase is there dk you know i've never been a big dk guy i haven't i, I can't have him that high personally just the way that he's targeted and the way that he gets his fantasy points um i can't think of anybody else that i would have over aj brown tyreek uh aged out yeah. for me i'd be moving away from Tyreek to acquire a younger receiver. Am I missing anybody? That would be obvious. So I have him as at three. Re- as receivers? Yeah. Uh, I, no, I mean, three. the DK one is... Well, yeah, what is it The DK you? one is the the closest one be, besides, like, again, CeeDee Lamb, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson ahead. I've probably got A.J. Brown maybe below DK Metcalf, if not close to even. Okay. But I can't take him behind Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams. Like those guys are just aged out. For you. Okay. Yeah. Um, speaking of Jamar Chase, and I think this is actually a good topic because I'm really interested to hear what you think. So you saw my tweet. You said that it was too long to read. So you didn't <laughs> you didn't do it. I, I actually skipped it too. Okay. So let me just recap this. And then I want you to kind of tell me how you view Jamar Chase and what pocket he falls into. Is he closer to the ceiling or closer to the floor? 
you probably I probably already know your answer, but where do you peg him long term? So I said Jamar Chase's first seven games are historically efficient. His last four games are remarkably inefficient. So in his first seven games, he averaged 7.2 targets. He averaged five receptions, 107 yards, and 0.9 touchdowns. His catch percentage was 69%. He averaged 21.5 per reception and 15 yards per target. In his last four, he's actually averaged 7.8 targets. So his targets have gone up in the last four games. His reception's at 3.8 for 38 yards and half a touchdown. His catch rate has plummeted to 48%. His yards per reception have been cut in half to 10. And his yards per target have dropped by 66% to 4.9. So his volume's up 8%. His yardage production is down 70%. Yeah. Now, what do you make of it? I think maybe the the obvious or easy answer would be that defenses have finally caught up to like what they're doing with him. They're kind of like getting him open deep and he was catching a lot of them, you know. And I think people are onto it. I think that's it's kind of pure and simple. And I think also to go along with that, I think Joe Burrow and or the Cincinnati Bengals have rediscovered T Higgins. Those are my two answers. Um you would think that, but his targets have gone up, so you'd be like, okay, well maybe his Team's attempts have gone up, so you can't look at it that way. However, I also dug into this. In the first seven games, the Bengals had 212 pass attempts, a.k.a. 30.3 per game. Jamar Chase had a 23.7% target share. So per team attempt, he averaged 3.53 yards per team attempt, which is ridiculously high. Burroughs had 127 attempts in the last four games, which is 31.8 per game. And his target share has actually gone up to 24.5%. His yards per team attempt is down by 70%, 1.19. Hmm. So you want to know something funny? I do. I like the That way. actually makes me feel better about acquiring him than the alternative, you know? I, I like to hear yeah, that his it. volume is going up. And his production has kind of stayed the same or gone down because then he becomes more acquirable. He hasn't had those big pop-off games like he was to start. And I think okay. it could be just like averages will come back and he'll have those big games again if he's getting this volume still. Yep. So here's kind of my take on it. And this is kind of what I said. I'm assuming this is all chalked up to winning an extraordinary amount of his deep targets early in the season, whereas the last four games he has lost those deep target battles. Kind of to what you're saying where been a little bit more attention to it or just things haven't clicked offensively leaving leaving him with only short area production and i said that's the only thing that makes sense without seeing all of those snaps so i've never i haven't watched every Bengals snap of the season so i can't really say what's wrong but well and there's another obvious answer too really quick go ahead i just want to have this be built into your response I think he went from being the wide receiver two, like as far as in defense's eyes, to being the wide receiver one. So they may have, and again, I, I I need to watch the games too, but they may have put their top defensive backs or maybe double teamed him even. Sure, yeah, but that kind of goes into losing those deep battles versus winning them because of the attention. So I sure, yeah, it's that. changed, yeah. Um. So here's the thing with Jamar Chase, and this is kind of how he's always, I mean, this is kind of his game. His best asset is winning down the field. And if teams can find a way to eliminate that just potency, Jamar Chase is not going to be, he's in, he is not going to be able to find other ways to cook. Whereas guys like Justin Jefferson, he's equally adept everywhere around the field, whether it's short, intermediate, long. Same thing with Tyreek, same thing with Devontae Adams. All of these guys are elite at all three levels of their craft. Jamar Chase is elite down the field, and he has significant drop-off in what I feel like is significant ability, like elite ability in the short and intermediate range. Now, I think with time, that can all get worked out. But as it stands today, if the Bengals can't find ways 
to make defenses respect everybody else in the field where Jamar Chase is going to get those opportunities again down the field, or it just might be an aberration where, yes, he had incredible efficiency down the field early, and now he's slumping bad, and it's going to even out. So maybe he's not 100 receiving yards per game. Maybe he's not 38 receiving yards per game. Maybe he's in the 70 to 80 range, and it'll all kind of balance out. I think it's still young. This is kind of what I said on Twitter to somebody. I said, we don't know if Jamar Chase is top tier or second tier. But I think regardless, both are great outcomes for Dynasty. Well, I mean, of he's course, doing all this as a rookie. Well, yeah, but a lot of players do things as rookies and they tail off completely and they struggle to put up the same numbers that they did when they came out. Not like this, though. Not 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 on a at a on a historic rate. You know, like he's. This is much different than than most players, like you were saying. Yeah, well, I mean, we can point directly to OBJ, where he didn't have his first year was his best, most efficient year, and ever since then, it's come down from an efficiency perspective. I mean, another there there's an OBJ, but there's also a Justin Jefferson. I, I realize that they yeah, Justin Jefferson's efficiency has also come down. Yeah, but he's still producing. It, but that's what I'm saying, though. Sure. So he, he goes to find different ways tier, to, to allow him to produce. Yeah, but I'm saying it's top tier or he's the second tier. But either way, even if he's second tier, that's still a great outcome for Dynasty. Yeah, like Nobody's going to say no to that. It's going to be more like he's going to be more like a DK Metcalf where he's going to be overly reliant on getting in the end zone and getting that big one big play that makes his week. Which with sure. DK Metcalf, it happens a lot where he hits that one one. But when he doesn't, it hurts a little bit. Right. So and I'm totally okay with that. Like if so we're really not arguing is Jamar Chase good or bad. I think we're arguing how good is Jamar Chase? That's I think that's the conversation. So I struggle to have him as my when we talk about AJ Brown and uh, Lamb and Justin Jefferson, I struggle to put him above those any of those guys because I know those other three guys are top tier when they're healthy. But I don't know if Jamar Chase is top tier yet. He could be in that tier below. I mean, I'll I'll take. I mean, Jamar Chase has top tier volume. I'll take I'll take Jamar Chase's volume over AJ Brown's volume any day, and DK Metcalf for that matter. That's pretty easy. And if he's got some good talent to go with it, then it's explosive. But I, that I like volume that. isn't that great. Seven seven targets a game is not great. What's AJ Brown getting per game for targets? 7.8 targets. So he's okay. averaging a little bit more than Jamar Chase's targets per game. That's more um, than I thought. Previ- yeah, the previous in 2020, um, he averaged more than 7.8. I don't know the number, but I'm doing quick math. Yeah. That's more than I thought. I think he needs more than that. Like on that, like that team, they need to be peppering him with targets. I don't understand why he's only getting right. sevens, but. And to be fair, AJ Brown had that game where he had, I don't know if he got hurt, but he had that two target game. I don't know if that was the game that yeah he got hurt in week three. Oh, that's true. He's gone. He's gone out of of every game he's played this year. I think with some sort of pain. He had something. <laughs> yeah. So I think week three is the game that he, or maybe was it last year where he hurt his knee in week. Yeah, yeah no, it was this week where he hurt his knee in week three. So he's averaging more than seven point eight for the games that he's actually playing full. Sure. Um, but I think Jamar Chase, in order for him to be that, because right now he's in the Metcalf po- pocket where he's getting six to say he's getting six to eight targets on average, that's the Metcalf pocket. He needs one of those to be a touchdown. Um, Where the first seven games, he's had that happen where he's got that long touchdown. Um, In order for him to be in that top tier, I think he needs either A, more targets, or his efficiency per target needs to to be consistent. Yeah, I agree. And we can can move forward. I, I would just say, I would finish it off by saying I would be buying the piss out of Jamar Chase as a tier two wide receiver. So if somebody owned him, and valued him that way, I would be buying him uh, pretty quickly. Yep, fair enough. The next one, um, and this kind of like goes into our little bit of a hybrid section here. We're going to still talk about injuries, but it kind of goes on the whole age apex um, because there are a bunch of running backs that that were just recently injured and they've just kind of added to the mix. I'm just going to rattle them off. One of them is, and like I said, I, I slightly altered their names to kind of fit the segment. 
um, Christian McCaff injury, uh, Delvin Cooked, mm. uh, DeAndre Wift, and then it was a it's a uh, a quarterback is the last one. So I'll just I'll leave it at that for the the running backs. And obviously DeAndre Swift doesn't fit the paradigm here, but Christian McCaff injury, Delvin Cooked, those two kind of do. So like maybe I'll let you take your soapbox moment here with uh, AJ Pex. We we talked about the or I talked about this specifically, but I think you kind of agree with me that with running backs you don't necessarily want to be holding the bag um, with these guys, and specifically it's because when a young running back gets hurt, they retain and recover their value a lot easier. So, example: Saquon Barkley gets hurt, his value drops a little bit. But you don't miss out on the opportunity to move him if you want. So you could have a Saquon Barkley, you could have Jonathan Taylor, you could have Najee Harris, you could have any of these young running backs. And if they get hurt, you can either A, decide to trade them for 90% of their value and cash out and move on and find a different player if you're frustrated with their injury history, like Saquon Barkley, for instance. Or B, you can just say, you know what? I have this injured player, but he's in recover. I'm going to wait for him to come back. I'm going to ride him. His value is going to go up, and then I'll move him if I want. Just get a little more options. What happens now with these guys that are hitting this age apex that we talked about where their value is peaked is you have to think about this and say, if they had a significant injury or a season-ending injury, what happens to their value? And the answer is, is that they lose most of it or too much it's of it. It's cooked. Yeah. It's cooked. So we look at Christian McCaffrey, who has now been put on IR. Dalvin Cook undoubtedly is going to miss the rest of the season. And both those guys, well, Dalvin Cook is 26. McCaffrey's now had three injuries in the last 24 or in the last 12 months. Um, and he's now turning 26. And his value, Christian McCaffrey's value, has dropped significantly. Dalvin Cook's has dropped significantly. So McCaffrey was. The 101 and one quarterback beginning of the season. So if you look at his value, his value is pretty much cut in half. Dalvin Cooks has been cut in half. Um, uh, Derrick Henry, when he got hurt, he was a top 10 running back in Dynasty. His value got smashed. Aaron Jones has slowly gone, lost value over time. Zeke, he hasn't even been hurt all that long, and he's lost value too. Just because of the knee and Tony Pollard playing well, it's and it's an age thing. So get, recovering the value of the, of these guys is going to be nearly impossible moving forward. So it's did you okay say Camara too? I don't remember. Oh, and Camara. Camara's lost a lot of his value. Yep. Um, he's he's lost basically an entire first round pick on in terms of value. So DeAndre Swift is a great example. He's not. He gets hurt. If he misses three or four weeks or whatever short-term IR, nothing happens to his value. So the whole thing, and it's okay to have some exposure to these guys, but I think a lot of people are okay having overexposure to these older running backs. And the smart move is to always take the McCaffreys and move them into a younger running back in that same tier. Like it almost feels like there's no reason not to at this point because what we know about what happens to their value and the fragility of it all. So, long story short, when we talk about what to do with these players, I think now you can look at McCaffrey, you can look at Cook, Derrick Henry, and it's I have a larger appetite for acquiring these guys now than I did 5 weeks ago, 6 weeks ago beginning of the year type of thing. So let's talk about, let, let's flip this now. Between the guys that you mentioned outside of Swift, let's remove Swift because I don't think anything really happens to his value. I mean, we talk about him, he got hurt, it sucks, but what are you going to do? You're going to hang on to him, you don't move him. Swift has had his own little injury history since dating back to college, um, but he's utilized well and he's too good at what he does and he's young, so we leave him out. Between Christian McCaffrey, Kamara, Cook, Derrick Henry, Zeke, Aaron Jones. Let's talk about all of those guys quick because they've dealt with some sort of injury this season. 
And are you, based on where their value is today in the calculator, would you be okay buying them or would you still sell and cash out even at the loss? Yeah, but the problem is there's going to be no owners of those guys unless they're super desperate that are going to want to sell at these depreciated values. They're going to want to hold and hopefully they come back and they go back up. Again, unless you find somebody that's com- contending and, they, and they're desperate to get something that's, that'll score this year, I don't think you're going to be able to get them for those prices. I, I acknowledge they're worth that. But like, for instance, if, I, if I'm a Delvin Cook owner, I'm not going to trade him for like, what is he equivalent to in, in rookie picks? Probably okay. like an early first. Let's look at it differently now. Let's look at it as you're contending and you have McCaffrey and you still want to contend, but you want to cash McCaffrey out. That individual is going to sell at a discount because they're trying to, for instance, I had a buddy of mine, local, that texted me and said, hey, I have Camara, who hasn't even been a baron of great health the last few weeks, but he has Camara. Camara's practicing. He's going to play this week. McCaffrey's now out. He sent him a McCaffrey for Camara straight up. And my buddy countered with McCaffrey for, excuse me, McCaffrey and a 23 first for Macara oh, and or Macara. for Camara. Yeah, for Camara. And he's thinking about it. So Camaffrey for Camara, Macara? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that's when it comes to contention, people do, I guess not the smartest things in the world like they just they they make irrational decisions because they're out for one thing and that's to win and i totally get that that the whole point of the the game is to win um like herm edwards always says so he's absolutely right or but so you're looking at it from saying like nobody's going to sell at that but you're not putting yourself in the situation of saying i have a top two or three team in the league and i just lost mccaffrey i just lost cook I just lost Derrick Henry, whatever the case may be. What do I do with these guys? Do I sell for less and find a different player to, sh- to shift my equity into and take the loss? Yeah. So thinking about it from that perspective, what would you do? You're contending you have Christian McCaffrey. You just lost Christian McCaffrey. What are you doing? And it has to be running back for a running back? Well, I'm guessing you need to get a running back, right? Or would you trade? You're saying is hang on to McCaffrey and try to find a way to trade like a receiver for a running back. No, I I wonder if I have to, if I'm moving McCaffrey, do I have to get a running back back for this exercise? I guess you don't have to, but are you assuming that you have a like enough running backs to to overcome the loss of McCaffrey? No, I mean depends on like how many like there's so many different flex positions and stuff but let, so let's just assume it's running back for running back just to make it simple yeah yeah and i i, I would try i, guess, I don't what mind are you doing the, with McCaffrey in general though you're just holding on to him as a contender as a contender yeah you gotta like you gotta move him you gotta try yeah tr- try what you can to score those replace those points so i like the camara move i think that makes that one makes sense because you're kind of like sticking in that same pocket like they're very similar you know like Kamara's also depreciated considerably since the start of the season. So that yeah. I like I like that attempt. I I wouldn't give a first along with McCaffrey, obviously. I don't know if that's obvious or not. So maybe I might I might want to try to shoot a little lower and go for like somebody like Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler is the seventh highest valued running back in Dynasty. And you think that uh, Dynasty Trade Calculator. You think it would take a first and McCaffrey to get Eckler? So here's an interesting thing. If you have Eckler, I'm not saying that you're contending, but you have to you have to hope that the person that has Eckler is in is some sort of rebuild. Either. Yeah. Which is not incredibly likely. Because Eckler is one of the few running backs that has actually produced and been healthy the whole season. Yeah, and Mixon. Mixon, same thing. Probably, I mean, he's put up some, you know, fantastic fantasy weeks. It's likely winning games. It's a um, really it's a really depressing situation with McCaffrey because like the next man up then, if you want to go downward is like Javante Williams. I don't know if anybody would give Javante Williams for McCaffrey. Cause it's probably going to be, no, I guess it probably. could be a contender. I don't, I wouldn't give Javante for McCaffrey, but you wouldn't. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Even if you are a contender, you wouldn't do that. 
Yeah, I don't think or I would do that. Rebuild. Yeah, so Javante. I mean, is Zeke. Than I guess Zeke is the answer. Zeke is the only no, but, answer. But Zeke now is having his own issues. Because yeah, but they're not like McCaffrey's out for the season. I know, but Zeke is now. They've talked about it publicly. Them scaling back his workload because of his knee injury. Yeah, but again, like you need to replace some of those points, and Zeke scaled back is like fifteen to twenty touches a game instead of twenty-five. You know. Yeah, he's not even getting that. He's getting fifteen to twenty right now. So he's scaling back is going to be like 10 to 12. You're still paying. I think Zeke is the toughest one out of all of them on what to do with him because I feel like you can't buy him because he's hurt but not hurt enough. And you can't sell him because he's hurt but not hurt enough to lose enough value for somebody to want to take the shot. It's a t- I mean, it's a tough situation for, for McCaffrey, man. I, I don't know what to do. I don't know which player. That's why we're having this conversation. And that's why I tough. asked you, like, if I can, yeah. you almost have to go over to it, like, maybe get a cheaper running back, like, uh, maybe even like a Patterson, just to replace the points. You're going to probably replace almost all of McCaffrey's points with Patterson. But again, Patterson's probably on a contender. But like some somebody that is not valued super high, but you can get plenty of points from, and then try to get like, you know, an additional piece that you can use this, this season. So maybe I can't use Patterson because Patterson's probably on a contender. Let's use, I'm taking a look here down the line, David Montgomery. I think that's a good one. I would do David Montgomery plus for Christian McCaffrey. I like that flex. Clyde Edwards, a layer. I know you don't feel the same way about Clyde, but, um, there's a bunch of them actually. Elijah Mitchell, but you got to get something tasty with it, you know, that's going to make it worth having such a downgrade. Are we talking like a second? Are we talking like a player? What would yeah, you like be? a second or like I would prefer a player that I can use in the flex for when. Because these guys, now you have to start playing matchups. McCaffrey, you don't play matchups. You just plug them in. These guys, you actually have to be cognizant of match- matchups. So like I want a guy that I can plug in and maybe use when I need to spot like a spot by like a Mike Williams guys that might be able to score me points in certain circumstances. So like something like that. Um, what's another good one? Yeah. Look, Corey Davis. He's been un- unhealthy. Sutton. Oh man. Sutton's kind of depressing, but maybe like a Sutton. So I'm going to say Sutton and Montgomery for McCaffrey. Is that, is that, would that be enough? I think there's plenty of people that would look at that and be like, yeah, it's a good offer, you know, and take that. Yeah. Um, and there's enough guys around that, even like Josh Jacobs. There, There's plenty of guys that would be a good contending move to move McCaffrey for and then build off of that as a foundation. So like Aaron Jones, a little banged up, but back somehow, back earlier than I thought he would be. I thought we'd see uh, AJ Dillon for a, a week or two more by mm-hmm. himself. But Aaron Jones, Josh Jacobs, like all those guys, Elijah Mitchell, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, David Montgomery. Those are my answers. And then Add on to it what you can. James Robinson, even if you're really desperate, would you do those guys straight up? Somebody's holding your holding you over the fire and says, "I'm only doing it straight up." I I would try to like feel out the other teams for one of these other running backs. That's why I listed off like six options because all that, of that them all of them are staying steadfast. I'd probably go. I'd go a, a tier lower then. Okay, so you wouldn't take if you had McCaffrey, you wouldn't take any of these guys. So let me ask you. You have Christian McCaffrey in a contender. McCaffrey or Aaron Jones? Uh, McCaffrey. I mean, it's I wouldn't be able to do straight up. I, it would just pain. Knowing that, <laughs> knowing, yeah. knowing the rule that we, you and I talked about, that one player probably won't be enough to win me a championship by himself. But that's only if both are producing. Now you're going from a guy that's not producing at all. So you have to look at who is McCaffrey's replacement on your team and then what upgrade are you getting going to one of these other running backs? Yeah. Because if you're going from McCaffrey to, like, Devin Singletary in your lineup, it's different than when you're talking about it from, a like, a, a Javante Williams to a Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. So it's like, how are you looking at the fantasy point production that you're replacing? So that's difficult, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's still um, a no. I, I don't want to ruin my team over, you know, uh, an injury that, I mean, the, the inju- injuries suck, man. I, I still want to give myself a chance. But again, if somebody's going to hold my, what'd you say, my nuts to the fire over yeah. a straight up trade with one of those guys, I'm going to research the tier lower and try to do, make something work with that. So like, for example, Darrell Henderson, 
Um, even James Conner, Leonard Fournette, Miles Sanders. I would want to go with one of those guys in the in that lower tier and then try to get um, some insurance on top of it, you know? Yep. Because guess what? Let's say Aaron Jones goes down with a season-ending injury. Now you got a guy who's worth less than Christian McCaffrey when they come back, and you're still in the same boat. You can't be putting so many eggs in your, in that one basket, you know? So I don't like that play. I don't like yeah. that straight-up play. All right. So this is, once again, this comes down to an age, it's an age issue. Um, yep. Because you're doing the same thing with Josh Jacobs, where you're or uh, sorry, uh, Aaron Jones. Yeah. Um, By the way, to cap off this AJ Apex conversation, because I think we we it was pretty well rounded. I think it might be beneficial for us to just really quickly touch on some guys who might be the next up for this AJ Apex concern. Um, Nick Chubb, right? Nick Chubb is twenty five. So yeah, let's talk about the guys that are twenty five to twenty six right now. So if we look at Let's talk about this quick. So I'm going to go to August ADP or August running back value. Okay. So in in August, McCaffrey was one. Kamara was four. Dalvin Cook was five. Nick Chubb was six. Derrick Henry, nine. Zeke, 10. So let's one, two, three. Four, five, six, six out of the top ten were twenty-five and up. All right, we're getting close. We're one more year and they hit that twenty-six where we know historically twenty-six they start to slowly depreciate in value. By twenty-seven, they no longer increase in value, they only go down, they go down six. And again, just to reiterate your point, injuries become a, a much larger concern for somebody that hits twenty-five or older. Yes, it impacts their value a lot more, and yeah. it's it's likely a situation where they're Depending on the injury, it's hard for them to recover the value that they lost. Yeah, it creates a new ceiling of value. So now going into November, so six out of ten, and where they you remember where they were kind of when I talked about them. Now in November, looking at these players, uh, Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris, DeAndre Swift are your top three. They're all twenty three and younger. Nick Chubb is twenty five. He's he's at the four spot. Uh, Saquon Barkley is twenty four. Joe Mixon, Austin Eckler. Alvin Kamara, Javanta, and Zeke. So right now it's one, two, three, four, five, five players above 25. What's funny though is two are brand new. In and Cook, and you got to add into the mix. And Cook, oh yeah, well, I already Cook had McCaffrey, Cook. yeah. Yeah. So Cook, McCaffrey, Derrick Henry have fallen out due to injury. And they're likely. I think McCaffrey could sniff top five again. I think it's very unlikely. I think top 10 is kind of where the vision is now. But I will say, and this is considering too early, like we really don't talk about this. Think about the running backs that are under 25 right now. How many are you really comfortable holding as top five running back assets? Outside of Taylor, Harris, and Swift, it really comes down to Barkley, and Javante Williams is the next. So under 25, Javante Williams is a top five running back. I, I'm going to say it, man. Like if you're newer to Dynasty and you're kind of a younger guy or girl, like you're, 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 your mind is still kind of developing. You haven't been in a ton of like relationships. Running backs in Dynasty have probably built trust issues in your life. You don't trust anybody because of what running backs have done to you. Like I'm, I'm too, I'm kind of set my ways and I, I, like, I just have trust issues to begin with. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. But running backs and dynasty have reinforced trust issues all across the world. It's bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's really bad. I wonder what my wife's doing right now. Let me ask you a question. Dynasty, who would you rather have McCaffrey or Dobbins? Yeah, it's Dobbins. It's got to be Dobbins. So it's it's easy. Dobbins for you? It, well, I mean, McCaffrey wow. now has... Easy. Yeah. Wow. McCaffrey's what? Go ahead. McCaffrey's hit that AJ Apex. He's, he's, he's an injury-riddled running back. He has become injury-riddled. I want nothing to do with McCaffrey. I tweeted this out in, in mid-October. I said if I was in a, a point-per-injury fantasy league, I would draft McCaffrey as 101 and AJ Brown as 102. And they're just, they just keep proving me right. Like, thank you, Christian and AJ Brown for continuously proving me right. 
Thank you. But I don't <laughs> want them. I want nothing to do with them. Yeah. Now, I can acknowledge that McCaffrey might be worth more than Dobbins, but I want Dobbins. So, like, if you're playing the value games, I take McCaffrey and I get Dobbins plus. That's easy. But I, I'd rather have Dobbins on my team. How about you? It, it's it's sick that Dobbins has spent the entire year on. And this proves my point. <laughs> Dobbins has spent the Dobbins hasn't done anything of significance in his career. He spent the entire year on IR. And there's a case to be made that Dobbins greater than McCaffrey in Dynasty. Well, I mean, Dobbins was at one point in the offseason going to the season valued at what, 30, 35 in the calculator? Probably also a top four or five running back, right? Top top seven, maybe. Oh, before his injury? Before his injury, yes. Yeah. So, he got I mean, injured preseason, right? So it was August. So let me look at July ADP or July value. Dobbins was nine, ninth overall. There you go. So I, I think it's conceivable that Dobbins should regain all of that given his age. McCaffrey may not. Which is kind of reiterates our point yeah. that we're having here. That Dobbins is 22, man. Yeah, I mean, Dobbins is going get, to get it all back. And McCaffrey will not. I mean, he'll never gain it all back. He will gain value. He'll just never he'll get gain it back, all back. Yeah. Unless he goes on a Derrick Henry-like rampage next year. Um. But even then, I don't think he ever hits fifties in value again. Like he was, I might, I might even prefer Cam Akers to Christian McCaffrey. Wow, because again, Cam Akers. Look at June, you know, June July rankings. Cam Akers number seven. I, I don't think Cam Akers deserves with that type of injury to be back all the way back. But he should be back in the top ten consideration. I mean, what's what's outside of that? Derrick Henry, Ezekiel Elliott. Like, what else is there? You know, maybe a rookie. True. But he'll be back in that in that tier at least. You could argue uh, either way. Dude, Cam oh, yeah, Akers that's... got hurt in July. I just yeah. realized that going through here. So Cam Akers was the RB seven in June. And there you go. Yeah, yeah. I... It's uh, it's pretty wild to to even have that that discussion. It is. And I, I'd be curious, maybe something for next time we can do some polls and find out, you know, what the general population. I don't think that my opinion is very popular, but I'm I'm willing to turn the page and, you know, start with a clean slate and have short term memory on on players and just start from scratch and, you know, make my move. Yeah. Well, yeah. So we, we talked about McCaffrey here. Um, do you feel the same way about all the running backs mentioned? Oh yeah, easily. McCaffrey would McCaffrey's a good one to talk about because he probably has the best chance to, to get the most back, right? I don't think Dalvin Cook should sniff the top ten again, should he? No, but would you be would you even consider going after Cook in Dynasty? Maybe more than McCaffrey because I think he's fallen farther. Further? I'm gonna say further because it's not a physical length of measurement. Measurement of length. Yeah. What about Antonio Gibson? Uh, I'm not a Gibson guy. I can't do it. So you'd rather have McCaffrey than Gibson? Oh, if I'd rather have McCaffrey or... Okay, I thought we were talking about Cook. Well, I suppose either one would be the same. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather have Gibson. I'd rather have Gibson, but I know I could get more for Gibson in a trade. But... On my team, yeah, I don't know, man. That's tough. On my team, I, I'd have a hard time picking one. Maybe McCaffrey, because I, I don't think Gibson will ever get to that top ten point, and McCaffrey will. So you want to hear something funny about this? Yeah, McCaffrey thing. So you're in a league with me, um, and I lost Derrick Henry. My team, second in points. I think I'm third or fourth overall in the standings. Good team. Even without Derrick Henry, I'm, I, I don't think I've lost a game. I got offered McCaffrey for my first, which is late, and then a 23 first. And this was a handful of weeks ago when Derrick Henry got hurt. Oh, wow. So McCaffrey was healthy. McCaffrey was healthy, yes, and producing. And I got offered... Two late firsts for him. Hmm. And I always say, 
that I, my philosophy is I don't trade for win now pieces. I will, especially giving up first round picks, I will not trade for win now pieces, especially for picks. Um, if McCaffrey was 23, I would, but if he's 25, I would not. Um, but I almost accepted it because the value was so far in my favor that even though my philosophy is can't do that, I looked at it and said, well, even if the first increases in value, both of them increase in value over time, <laughs> they're still worth less than McCaffrey is when McCaffrey's balling. That's such a but big discount. I know. I didn't do it mainly because of McCaffrey. I knew I'd be tied to McCaffrey. And I was worried about his age and kind of the thing. If he gets hurt, I thought about this. If McCaffrey gets hurt again, you would w- I would rather have the two firsts. Mm-hmm. And it ha- and it's happened, and it's uh, and I agree with you. So sad. Looking back six weeks ago, I was like, I felt like an idiot for declining it, and now I pat myself on the back. And I'm like, hey, this time it worked out. I dodged the landmine. I stuck to my philosophy and it worked out. Yeah, that's impressive. So we'll see. I, I might actually, the, the guy that has him in our league, and I think this is like this in a lot of leagues, if, if you have a rebuilder, and I would scour you your rebuilders right now, even if you're not a contending team, I would scour, or obviously now you're not contending, even, no matter where you are in your, dynasty what do you call it evolution not evolution but your whether you're contending or rebuilding what would you call that timeline a timeline yeah i guess timeline sure we can go with timeline i think there's a really good reason to start shopping for mccaffrey contractually i think he's there for a while he's not going anywhere he's still he's gonna be turning 26 in june not a great age to have, but I still think that if he can overcome these injuries and have this whole season to kind of, he's technically rested this whole season because he hasn't done anything. Um, he could come back and be really productive next year. So I would try to fish and see if you can get a frustrated owner to give him to you for cheap. Yeah. And I, um, my instinct tells me no, and probably everybody else tells you no, but that, that means he's probably a good buy because most people would say not to buy him, you know? Yeah. That just brings I, his value down. If I'm rebuilding, I would trade I would trade Aaron Jones for McCaffrey. I would trade Josh Jacobs for McCaffrey. Clyde, Monty. I would do any a, of those. A, a late first? Yeah. A late 2022 first? I think you, I, I think you have to. Yeah. You have to. That's insane. But yeah. You have, no, no, you have to. Yeah. I mean, it's not insane. I mean, late 22 first. No, I'm just is saying it's great... insane how far down he's probably come, you know? I mean, it might take an extra second on top to get it done, but that's crazy. Yeah. So I put up a qu- quick few polls just to kind of wrap this up, this segment. Yeah, we got to be done with the pod. Um, McCaffrey versus Dobbins. McCaffrey is at 67 to McDobbins, 33% on 100. Yeah, and I acknowledge votes. that would be the case. Yep. Surprisingly, uh, only 35 votes on this one. Oh, excuse me, 41 votes. Um, 76 to 24, McCaffrey over Gibson. Okay. Um, J- Jacobs and McCaffrey through 50 votes, it's 90-10. So I figured, well, maybe let's see if Jacobs or you know a younger running back that's healthy has kind of surpassed him. Um, and then Cook versus McCaffrey, not enough votes, only 28. 52-48 in favor of Cook. But it's oh, wow. not enough votes. Not enough votes. Crazy. So, um, yeah, there you have it. There you have it. That's the AJ Peck discussion. The last player that we had to discuss for injury, we can uh, skip by because... It, who was uh, it? There's, it was uh, somebody who I didn't need to alter his name. It was Jalen Hurts. Oh, uh, yeah, I think uh, but be he's bad. Ba- he's be- going to come back pretty quick. It seems like he he might be banged up for a week, maybe, and he might come back. So we don't need to really go into depth. Yeah, poor yeah. performance, but maybe for next time. That's a pretty good discussion, by the way. I uh, just closing this off. 
there there are a lot of votes for the chili. Cornbread still winning, but with 38.8%. And Fritos is now up to 312 This is after almost 200 votes. So Fritos definitely came back in a big way. They closed the gap between cornbread. So I'm pretty excited about so that. So what, what, what did Fritos end up getting? Fritos ended up getting 31, cornbread 38, crackers 20, something else 10. Wow. Something else got destroyed. Absolutely destroyed. I'm disappointed in something else. So that's all we got. Dynasty trades and chili questions. Thank you guys for listening this week. Make sure you tune in next week as we go through some more of these topics. Your leader in dynasty Dyn- trades. What? Dynasty trades and chili grades. Oh. Dot com. Mm. That's a new domain. I'm going to go reserve it on GoDaddy quick. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We'll check you later. Bye. Bye.